This week's podcast brought to you in part by MacMall.com, your number one Apple superstore. Check out their daily deals on iPads, MacBook Pros, and the fourth generation iPod Touch by clicking on the MacMall.com link on WhatDoTheySaid.com. Please. Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm Doug from Hoobastank. Hey, this is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Hey, what's up? This is Kelly Clarkson. This is Zandy Aris from the Dr. Phil Show. If you're not listening to What Duvet Said, then you're functionally retarded. Hello, I'm Tommy Lee. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi. And I'm Richie Sambor. Hi, this is Brandy, the winner of The Apprentice. Hello, I'm Phil Collins. Hey, this is Lindsay Lohan. This is Alec Baldwin. Hi, this is Alicia Witt, and you're listening to What Duvet Said. Did you hear... Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? What do they say? Now you get to hear what Duvet has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the official podcast of the What Duvet Said Cultural Entertainment Digest, found at whatduvaysaid.com. I am your host, Jason Duplissy, coming at you from Duvet Studios South in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me, as always, is the man who is digging deep. Your host, Robert Bob Duvet, coming to you, podcasting from inside the pouch of an actual real-life kangaroo, Jason. Wow, that reminds me of a movie that I saw so many times as a child that um, I can't even remember the name. No, it's called Dot and the Kangaroo. Did you ever see Dot and the Kangaroo? I did not. We had different childhoods. We did. Wow, that's funny to think of. It was a terrible, terrible movie. It was on HBO many, many times when I was a kid as... Uh, as things are on HBO, just repeated over and over and over again. And I watched mm-hmm. it a lot. Uh, and there's really irritating songs. And um, But there's there, they, I saw it so many times that I have the songs uh, caught in my head right now. So don't be surprised if during this portion of the What Do They Said podcast, I bust into some tunes from Dot and the Kangaroo. Wow, that is a ringing endorsement for everyone to run out and go see Dot and the Kangaroo. <laughs> Uh, Jay, so how are you, my friend? I'm a little amped. Big show. Big show. Big show today. Do we have any guests on our big show? Big show today? Well, we... We do have a guest. We have the one. I don't know how closely you pay attention to what's been going on at the network here. Uh Uh-huh. But we're... I'm guessing not very close attention. (laughs) No, I have a season pass on my TV. (laughs) Well, we are dangerously close, much like the U.S. government of having a, a, a network shutdown. Oh, no. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's being spearheaded by Galvin, of course. Galvin, that, that troublemaker, that muckraker. He is. But, you know, I don't know if you were aware, if you got the memos, but we have a lot of new shows. Maybe we, we were trying to expand too much, you know, with all this great success we've seen so quickly and so we had a bunch of new shows that were you know in the in the in production and about ready to join the network would you want to hear what some of those shows were that are now currently on hold due to this network shutdown yeah i'm picturing a a board on the wall with multicolored index cards that you've got lined up showing the schedule is that what you're looking at that is exactly what i'm looking at right now i'm glad i pictured it it's it's getting and I got one of those fancy uh, laser pointers too, so I can you know really when I have everybody gathered, I can really you know pinpoint the pinpoints that I need to pinpoint. All right, that's exciting. Let me hear it. Here, okay. here shows. All right, like well, so you know we you know that we have the Real Housewives of Fish Fish Camp California, which is just you know a huge franchise for us. Yeah, I understand. It's uh, yes, yeah. and so we we had a spinoff planned. Uh-huh. And it's called The Freeloading House Husbands of Cobble Hill. Oh, <laughs> okay. When is that airing? On, well, it's not. It's currently on, a, it's on permanent shutdown until we can work out uh, whatever Galvin's demands are. And he's banding together the Real Housewives of Fish Camp. He's got everybody. Uh, it's, it's kind of a little bit like Norma Ray meets Fist around here. Oh, wow. I don't want to be strong-armed. Yeah. Yeah, neither do I. Well, here's another show that w- would be really great to see on our network, but again, currently uh, on, uh, you know, mandated shutdown. The vampire thing is huge, Jay, so I don't know if you know that. Yeah, I know it's huge. It's so huge that Billy Crystal, the wit artist that he is, has gotten into the vampire craze. 
Wow. Like we do not want to be outdone because that's, that's kind of our other motto here at WDS. We will not be outdone. Okay. Um, and we had a show all ready to go. Production, you know, it was in the pike. Tooth Decay, a vampire story. And it's about a bunch of blood-sucking movie executives. This would have been great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and so uh, Tooth Decay, you're going to have to wait for that one. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry I'm going to be missing that. I miss it already. Yeah. Is there anything and, I can do to start like a grassroots campaign to get these shows on the air? Or is Galvin just being, you know, strong arming us out of well, everything? You know, the people, people, our people will listen to the people. So maybe if we can get our listeners to kind of rally around uh, the flag, as it were, and say, we want to see this, this kind of programming on WDS and we will boycott Galvin. Which would, in a sense, be boycotting WDS. So maybe that's not the best way to go. But I had a tangled web. I, I trudge on. I know, right? One more show we had. Yeah. We actually did two more shows. So bear with me. This next show. <laughs> are you familiar with the Simon Cal has a spinoff uh, American Idol show called The X Factor coming on? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, we had our own show planned, and this was actually it's debatable. I think it was planned. Like literally moments after Simon Cowell announced his plans. Um, it's called The Why Factor. Oh. And this is where we discover everyday Americans with special talents and ask ourselves, why? Why would you ever want to do that on television? Ah, interesting. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like, like the Why Factor. So that that's currently, you know, uh, on on hold. And the last one, and this one is really topical. Um, you know, there's the UFC, the ultimate fighting uh, championship thing. That's huge. Two guys beating the crap out of each other in an octagon. Have you had a chance to watch that? I, I haven't watched it, but I've heard people talk about it. So I feel like I've watched it. Oh, it's great. It's blood sport. It's finest. And again, not to be outdone. We have found a way to enter into the arena of blood sport. And uh, we came up with the UFP. Uh-huh. And it stands for the ultimate finger pointing. Oh, nice. Uh, yes, ultimate finger pointing. And what, what we do here is we have a very small rectangular cage. And we're going to put a senator and a congressman from opposing parties into it. Okay. In this narrow rectangular cage. And we're going to have them debate, evade, and dodge issues. And kind of the motto is two men enter, two men leave, and nothing is accomplished. Topical. I I want to see that too, but I'm not going to be able to see any of these things. I hate not, everything. N- not until we get uh, we get some issues straightened out here at WDS. Well, I, we can start this grassroots effort by getting people to write to us at what do they said at gmail dot com or um, find us on Facebook. You can search for us by what do they said and click on the like button. You can phone us at. You can call us at four one five nine three seven zero four four five. That's right. That number is live, and it's four one five nine three seven zero four four five. Just do it. standing by. Holla back. Uh, any guests on this week's show, Rob? We do have guests, Jace. We do. The one guest we were able to squeeze in who does not care whether he will cross a picket line. Donald Trump is here, Mr. Trump. Whoa, that's a, that's a huge yeah. get. He, he's the host of the television show that he hosts. You're telling me. So he is here to talk about how he would be a good candidate for president if he were to be a candidate for president, but he's not. But be sure to watch The Celebrity Apprentice on Sundays at 9 p.m. on NBC and buy his vodka and buy his line of ties and play golf at some of the finest golf courses on earth and gamble at one of the finest gambling dens anywhere on the planet. And that's how he would fix the economy. You know, I'm thinking that uh, his promo for his appearance kind of speaks for him, and we don't need to hear from him. I think he's over by the green wall. And the funny thing about the color of our green wall, it's kind of an off green. It really is clashing with both his tie and his unnatural hair color. (laughs) Oh, Donald Trump. We kid because we love. Exactly. So hopefully, but you know, he is in a recent poll. He was like number two for presidential candidates you know, I guess in the Republican Party. Really? If he were to run. It will be interesting to see how serious he is or if this is just a, a way to get Donald Trump's name in the news more often than it already is. 
Yeah, I find that no matter who pres the president is, no, no matter how much everybody kicks and screams and tells me to get active and involved, it really doesn't affect my daily life one way or the other. Because I'm not extreme. It just doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. I'm not extreme in one way or the other. You know, I, I, I'm not a moderate liberal or a moderate Republican or a moderate socialist or a communist or a Christian or a, what, what other labels can we throw around? What else am I not? Um, you are not uh, a kangaroo. Dating anyone? You're not. A, oh, you're not yeah, in a oh, there you kangaroo go. Way, pouch. To, way to twist the knife. <laughs> well done. Yes, exactly. I'm not currently dating anyone. Um, but you know, so the fact that I just kind of do my own thing, and I, I think it gives me a certain amount of freedom because with everyone involved in whatever it is they're so invested in, they don't pay any attention to me so i get to do what i want you know does that make any sense that's good yeah yeah, yeah no I, I hear you because you're not uh, overly committed i i people ask me all the time to get involved in whatever their various causes are and um i am not in the uh grassroots business i'm in the uproot business currently i'm trying to uproot myself from anything that is keeping me tied to one position or one place on this earth um, yes, I, I, I crave change. I crave moving. I, uh, I can't watch the news any longer because it just, it's, it's just a bunch of silly talk. Well, yeah. And I just feel like if, 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 if I didn't run around ask, telling people what I was doing and asking them to accept what I was doing, then they wouldn't mm -hmm. know I was doing it in the first place and I could just do it. Yeah. You know, it's a good I, point. I could I could practice my religion in my own home and be at peace of mind and then go out into the world and nobody would know. Or I could practice my awkward sex in my own home and <laughs> go around and nobody would know, you know, and I could live my life and be happy and everyone would be happy. Who cares? I don't know what goes on in the house next to me. And it's not that I don't care that I have people who live in the house next to me, but when I'm standing out in the street with them chatting about the lawn, uh, it doesn't matter to me. It, it doesn't affect how I live my life, walk my dog, urinate, you know? So yeah. God bless them. Do what they want to do. And whoever is president uh, can be whoever the president is. I mean, obviously, uh, the man who runs the free world who can choose to shoot weapons of mass destruction at a country, which would then in turn come back at us or someone who creates a, a, a culture... Uh, in the world mm. around us that causes people to come and attack me uh, is somebody that I need to be paying attention to and, and have a... Yeah, it's beyond your control, though, really, Jace, you know. Well, isn't, isn't everything beyond my control? You know, what is it that I really Pretty much. control? That's why... Yeah, that's why it's, it's best to do exactly what you just laid out there. Be a lifestylist. Enjoy your life the way you choose and, and pay no mind to how others choose to do it. And... Uh, you know, hopefully the nukes don't get us. I can't believe at my age, after having to live through the entire, you know, Gorbachev, not Gorbachev, it would probably be what, Reagan and uh, who was the guy? He was a drinker, yeah, the cool. Russians. But you remember we had to always worry about being nuked by the Russians yeah. showing up? Oh, yeah. I remember that. Sure. I hope yeah, the Russians changed. their children, too. Yeah. Yeah, um, we've talked about that before. Actually, we do hope the Russians. If you're out there listening in Russia, we hope you love your children just as much as we do. I'm sure they do. I'm sure the Russians love their children. I'm sure the Koreans love their children, and we love our children. And isn't that what life is all about? Loving your children and and eating popcorn. I can think of nothing I better. It was about loving an elevator. <sighs> that reminds me that we might be moving into the news. This is actually, this is an angry letter, though. Does this count as news? It was written to us. Oh, uh, maybe. Why don't we move into the mail sack? Yes. The mail sack. Oh, it's so warm and comforting in the mail sack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we many memories. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, well, we got an angry email from a bona fide star, Jace. Oh, we did? I don't know if I want to hear this. Yes. It's not Donald Trump, is it? No, no. It's a, and this usually means swag bags are in order, but we really have to put together a good one. So you'll just have to wait for the swag bag. 
It's right, coming at you. Britney from? Spears. You remember we talked about her on the show last week. Oh, no. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. I barely remember last week talking about anything on the show. But apparently we hit a nerve with Britney well, Spears when we were no talking about her perfume. Oh, yeah, her new fragrance. The one that smells her of Red fragrance. Bull and Marlboro's. Yes, yes. Apparently she's taken issue. And I'll, I'll just read it. It's a hard email to read because there's a lot of emoticons in that kind of a abbreviated text writing. Oh, uh uh-huh. But I'll do my best. goes like this. This is from Britney Spears. Hey, y'all. I want you guys to know that you were totally wrong about what's in my perfume, I think. There's all these flower petals and stuff. I even brought a couple from the plants that grow on my hill, you know, to personalize it and stuff. I want to set the record straight, and I'm pissed. We only use Red Bull as a base. And I had the scientists or whatever promise not to smoke around the perfume. It, it may be – well, I totally quit smoking that week. So it wasn't that I was smoking when I came in to sniff it and stuff. But they gave me those icky doctor gloves and the plastic bags to wear on my head and feet. Anyway, my perfume is called Britney Spears Me. Available in stores everywhere, including Starbucks and Sonics everywhere. And it's what I smell like before and after I go out. Well, I feel put in my place. Yeah, she set the record straight. Well, I want to thank Miss Spears for reaching out to us. We appreciate everything that she yeah, does. Yes, so and nice of her to we, get a uh, plug we, in for her perfume. Did she say it's available at Sonic? <laughs> yes, it's going to be available at Sonic's as, as well. So look for that. You have Sonic's in your area, don't you? Uh, no, we don't. We have commercials for Sonic, but I've never seen them. Ah, well, keep your eye peeled for uh, if, if that smell. <laughs> Ooh, that smell. That smell. All right. Well, uh, well we, we uh, appreciate the correction. We will um, put a, you know, what is it called? An addendum or something like that? A retraction in our an upcoming podcast? Yeah. We'll retract our. We'll oh, include yeah. the retraction in the swag bag that we will be sending out to Miss Spears. And uh, not to be outdone, Jason, we have Renfro calculating right now the perfect fragrance for WDS. Oh, fantastic. I love when Renfro is doing his job instead of just being, you know, chatty. He's one of the few that has not been caught up in this, uh, this pinko rebellion that's been going on at the network. Thank goodness. I could always <laughs> stand by Renfro. Well, we, we created him. I think he feels indebted. <laughs> Uh oh. I can hear from uh, the sound in the background that it's time for news in earnest. I love the news with you. Okay. I didn't know it was karaoke news. God forbid, the one day when we are both just firing on all cylinders, listeners, you are going to be treated. To the show of a lifetime. Yeah, I'm actually, you know, you're not supposed to make apologies, so I'm not going to apologize, but I was out late, and I have a huge day today, and I had a crisis this morning. I have to drive out to Santa Monica for an audition today, which is my least favorite thing to do ever. The frustrating part about it is that it takes 45 minutes to get out there, and then I sit in the waiting room for half an hour. I go in for my audition, which takes 30 seconds, and then it takes me an hour and a half to get back, you know? It's just the, all yeah. that wasted time. There's so much time that could be done doing other things. So I hear you. Well, maybe you can have like a, a, a proxy go and, and audition for you. I'm just pre-angry about it. Maybe Galvin can do it for <laughs> pre-angry. me. Pre-angry. <laughs> I love it. I get pre-angry all the time, man. That's, that's, a, great, that's a great word. Mark that, Renfro. <laughs> File that away. Do we have any news to make you feel better? We have news, dude. That's all we have in this world is news. All right. All right. You ready? Ready for some news? Yes. Yes. I've been waiting. Okay, Did you I'm... hear the song? I've played it three times already. <laughs> this is the headline. Masshole radio host brags about screwing interns and gets fired. <laughs> That's un- unsurprising. It's funny, man, because that's like what why the whole reason I got into this podcasting gig is because I thought I'd just be screwing interns all the time. Aren't there male interns? Doesn't that happen sometimes, or do you just get hot chick interns? Like, what hot chick wants to be an intern at a radio show? 
I, I don't know. Well, yeah, well, exactly, right? Because you you would you would expect it at a network or something like that. But radio, I mean, these guys, there's they have faces for radio, for Christ's sake. Yeah, exactly. And, and what what? I mean, maybe I'm just assuming that he's since he's screwing them that they're pretty girls. You know, I have a story about that kind of thing. Um, I went on a job interview for a, a PR, a music PR company. This was when I first got out of college. And the interview went really well. I mean, I know I know a lot about music. I've been involved in several areas of it, so I could bring a lot. I'm a fairly strong writer and yada, yada. And the interview went very, very well. Mm -hmm. But after me, the next person to interview was this young, beautiful, like early 20s, you know, chick. And I talked with her a little bit as, you know, we were passing. And she's, by all, by all accounts, she seemed like a very enthusiastic bubblehead. And, uh, yeah, she was the one that got the gig. Well, of course she did. Because yeah. an internship is, you know, getting coffee and stuff like that, right? I mean, if you're just getting yeah. somebody to do a nothing job, why not get somebody who's fun to look at rather than someone you have to listen to? No one wants to hear That's you. That's our policy here. Yeah, no kidding. In fact, let's just hang back and look at each other for the rest of the show. <laughs> Uh, oh, by the way, man. Okay, this is. We'll get to this, but anyway. So this is this is for me not a. No, I, well, in that it was happening, or that he was bragging about it and got fired. Which part? I mean, the fact that he was bragging about it actually is the not for me because it just seems like people are so stupid. I mean, do it, sure. I have no problem with him screwing his interns. But you talk about it on the air, and you're going to get fired. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's true. All right. Uh, yeah, interesting. I'd be interested. I guess, the, the, you know, the thing about those kind of stories that always throw me, not throw me, but yeah. interns are always underage, right? Aren't they college students? So they can never, not that they're underage, but they never release the photos of the girls he was having sex with, at least with the like teachers who screw their students, you get to take a look at the teacher. It's always far more uh -huh. interesting a story until I actually get to see the actual people involved, and then I'm not as interested in it because I'm like, oh, okay, you know, because my fantasy. Yeah, yeah, it's not as salacious. You know, that's pretty exciting. But then when I see the actual radio host and the intern that he was screwing around with, I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. that's not sexy at all. All right, you got some more good news stories, man. I, I found some good ones to make up for last week. I feel like I should send all of our listeners a swag bag, um, just because I was so so out of it. But uh, as you just call and tell me that you, how upset you are. Four one five nine three seven zero four four five. At any rate, so here's some news. This one, this this is going to get you going, my friend. This will get your morning juices flowing. Okay. As it as it loads onto the computer. Okay, well, I'm. I'm I should load things directly on the Renfro. Yeah, you should have Renfro read it to me. Ladies with two vaginas, no vagina on TLC radio show. Um. Okay. Who? <laughs> who has two vaginas? So is... And what do you do with two vaginas? Oh God! So I'll just read the story because it's fucking bizarre. It was on Gawker, and it says now that TLC has pulled back the curtain on. Women who eat toilet paper, women who eat sofas, women who don't know they're pregnant, women who are obsessed with puppets, and women who field dress moose. That makes no sense. Um, what strange tribe of exotic females will the intrepid cable network feature next? A woman with two vaginas and another with no vagina. Yes, that's what they're going to do. So apparently TLC has a couple uh, – Show's coming up called Strange Sex Series is the series, and one woman has two vajayjays, and another woman has nay vajayjay. You know what? My first question has to be: <laughs> Which came first, the woman with the two vajayjays, who someone said that's a great idea for a show, or the person who said, "You know what make a great idea for a show? Can we find a woman with two vajayjays?" And then they went put an ad on Craigslist searching. If you have two vajayjays or no vajayjays, please email us. And then they got a lot of entries, and they're like, "No, uh, she's got a 
two vajayjays, but her story isn't so good. Let's. Can you imagine being the woman who has two vaginas who went for the casting for the TLC show and got beaten out by the cuter girl with the two vaginas? Oh, that's got to be devastating. Let's get her to call in. No, what? There has to be a uh, I, I'm get a, a dedicated genre subgenre for this very thing over at Vivid Entertainment. That's I drive past almost every day. I'll be driving yeah. past it today on my way to Santa Monica. Well, you, if they don't know about this, you might want to let them know that there's money to be made in double vajayjay. I don't know if you can make as much money with no sans vajayjay. Yeah, what is that? I mean, I don't understand. How does she do her womanly business? I don't know. I don't know. A whole lot of foreplay? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Maybe I guess I have to watch this show to find out. Yeah, exactly. Now your your curiosity is peaked, right? A little bit. Well, that's a. <laughs> yeah. What is it? It's a. Yeah. Let's say that is a. Yeah, me too. But I'm reading this final little bit here. It says, "Before you answer, take note: the two vagina lady also has two periods, and they are not simultaneous. That is not somebody." you want to date um, uh, at all because that could get, uh, I mean, her time of the month would be all times of the month, wouldn't it? Yeah, or if I wonder if it's like bi-monthly or if it happened like one right after the other or boy, what a misery. We should not be talking about this. We should leave this to somebody that has a vajayjay to comment on because I'm sure we are raising the ire of female listeners everywhere. No. Female listeners love us. Most of our listeners are female. And speaking of which, we have to call it into the ogling contest. Oh, I thought we did that last week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> did I miss that too? My God. You want to hear more news? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> All right. This one is very near and dear to my heart. Well, I want to make it near and dear to All right. To here's mine. the title. Yeah. Unemployment will actually kill you. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. It says, everyone knows that being unemployed increases the risk of wearing your pajamas all day, but it's much worse than that. A new study finds that being unemployed increases the risk of premature death by 63%. Wow. Why? Huh. Well, I guess, you know, you stress out, right? You're, you're stressed about... Uh, not working and uh, that alters your you know chemistry and raises levels of cholesterol and I don't know it just probably give you a heart attack tack, 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 tack. <laughs> you want to know by now Jason I, mean, I don't know by now I can't drive with a broken back <laughs> all right if anybody wants to write in to what do they said at gmail.com and name the reference <laughs> Oh, you're, we will be reading it because we put an end to the ogling contest. Yes. We've ogled. We've got it. We've up to, speaking of ogling, when we get to Survivor, there was some prime ogling going on for me. But uh, oh, okay. we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Should we do a couple more news stories and then we'll uh, get into our shows? Yes. Yes, Rob, I permit you to do that. All right. Thank you, Jace. I know, I know your, your mind is... Uh, you know, you want to keep me on the clock today, and I understand that. So right, yeah, I'm I'm a little distracted today, as I mentioned, and I've I've got uh, I, I, it's hard for me to stay present here at the show because I'm I've, I've it, it's already about it's already afternoon in my angst and anger and how I've lived through my day already. I've already pre-lived my mm. day in my mind, <laughs> so the fact wow. that I'm still here recording the show is incongruous to where my head is. Wow. Wow. Well, well, we'll get we'll get you through it. We'll give you a soft place to fall. This one, I just hate Kate Gosselin, and oh. this is, gives me more like you know fodder for my my ire. It says Kate Gosselin allegedly stiffs marriage counselors. Oh, jeez. Yeah, she's those them ten thousand the good people that provide the work of marriage counseling. You know, and they're not wealthy people. I'm guessing she stiffed him for 10k man and this goes back to what we were talking about when we say that rich people don't feel they gotta pay for shit anymore and she already doesn't pay for shit because people give her all this stuff yeah including counseling 
Well, yeah. Well, maybe that's, you know, maybe that's what she thought. Maybe she thought she was being given it because she is Kate Goslin and that her arrival and being there was enough for them or something. Yeah. I guess, man. I guess it's good advertisement to uh, be counseled by the same person who's counseling uh, Kate Gosselin. The thing that I don't never understand about that is when I, uh, stories come out of people with enormous amounts of money who owe enormous amounts of money or even owe a, a small amount of money. You know, I think I don't know how much money Kate Goslin makes, but ten thousand dollars isn't that much money in this day and age if you're making a good deal of money on a television program. But, you know, if mm -hmm. I get a bill in the mail that I owe, I pay the bill, you know, even if it's, you know, comes at a surprising amount. I'm like, oh, wow. You know, my I I've, I get an e-bill for the gas bill and I've, I've missed my emails for the past three months. And for some reason, they haven't turned off my gas. But, you know, suddenly I get three months worth of gas bill. Or you know how that happens? Like sometimes you get a bill from your doctor three months later. Yeah. It's like, whoa, I went to the doctor three months ago and suddenly I'm getting this bill. And I, I pay the bill. I mean, you know, how does it happen that suddenly you get a bill for $10,000 in your Kate Goslin and you don't go, oh, better pay this, you know? Yeah, no, it would never happen in my house because, Hallie, every penny is, is, is accounted for. Thank God my wife is fiscally responsible. I should have her run the financial department of the WDS network. Yeah, really, you should, because Reba's too busy booking guests. Okay, so this is the last news item. All right, so and then, do you want to uh, call that? Do you want to call that one? Not a. Okay. All right, this one is a, a college professor arrested for shutting students' laptop in class. <laughs> arrested for doing that? Yeah. You can't do shit to the kids nowadays. These kids would not last a second at some of the Jesuit institutions that I was uh, taught at. Or not even in, in the public high school that I went to. Right? Yeah, apparently uh, the altercation occurred when Dr. Rubicki closed, allegedly closed a laptop computer on the hands of a student. Oh. So I'm sure it was done with a little bit of that, you know, sort of like, not on my time, sir. You know, and he shut it and, and on the kid's fingers. And he goes, I'm going to sue you because my dad's a lawyer. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's a different story then. You know, arrested for shutting a laptop is a different story than slamming a laptop down on a kid's fingers. Whether it was an accident or not, you know, that's, I don't know, that's something. That's a different yeah, story. The student was on, the student was on a non-class related website. I, you know. I saw this firsthand being in college fairly recently, and that's all you saw. There's everybody has a laptop, and they're all up, and none of them, none of them, are focused on what the teacher is lecturing about. All of them are on Facebook. It's just a fact. Uh, that, uh, that's astonishing to me. How does everybody have a laptop? I mean, what, if I were a teacher, I would not allow laptops in. Bring a notebook. No laptops. Well, you, turn in your you laptop for work. Am I not allowed to do these that? These kids, though, no, you're not because these kids are so entitled and their mommies and daddies would call and say, oh, my kid takes notes on his laptop. He needs it to take notes. And the kid would be like, but I need it to take notes. And that's where it goes, man. This, the, the, what's it? the inmates are running the asylum. God, no, write down your notes and copy them into your laptop. And what that does is you create a list of notes and then you only pull out the notes that you need that you have some learning with. Yeah. That's why you type it into your laptop. Uh, you got an entire page of notes. It doesn't then you only happen get... like that. Wow, people drive me crazy, crazy. But hey, you know what? Yep. They should be able to do what they want in their own homes. <laughs> exactly. And their own home apparently is is also at the finer institutions in this great nation of ours. Right. I remember uh the there was a teacher at my junior high school who would have who had a yardstick or not a yardstick but one of those it was like a big wooden pointer that he would use to point mm -hmm. up at the walls and he would whack that on people's desks like if they were talking just slam it down with a big loud noise crack right on the desk, you know. Yeah. I think he hit a couple like fingers. We, we called that yeah, we called that guy uh, Sister Alice back when I was a kid. Yeah, that guy. Oh, that guy, Sister Alice. <laughs> All right, so there you go. That's the news. That is not a for me, by the way. I gotcha. I love the news. Thanks, Rob. That's the way it was. April 7th. April 7th. 2-0-11. 2-0-11. 
Uh, so there was no Amazing Race this week, so mm. we might as well talk about Survivor. Ah, uh, yes. I hear the didgeridoo. The didgeridoo of my mind. <laughs> uh, pretty good episode last night, this week. Yeah, yeah. It's heating up. It's on like Donkey Kong. So what do you think about the... Here's what happened last night. They've had this twist all season long where when someone gets voted out, instead of being sent home, they get sent to what's called Redemption Island, which is this kind of purgatory. Uh, and when the next person gets voted out, they battle against one another, and then that per- the loser actually gets sent home, and the other one gets to stay to live another day. So last night, the two tribes became one, the merge, and uh, the guy who keeps winning, Matt, got put back into the game. Um but what did you think? I thought that would be it with Redemption Island. But then Probst says Redemption Island is is reset. What do you think of that? I like it. I mean, I think it's a cool uh, device they're using this season. Um, I have a feeling the way they're going to plan it is that it's going to be uh, in play until it gets down to probably what, what will they usually go to a final four or something like that. Well, yeah, there'll be four. There's usually five people left on the finale, and then they okay they vote I, them out, and there's a final three who get go to the end of tribal council that they get voted about. I mean, I, I don't know. I, 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 don't I know. think they're going to allow the, the, the Redemption Island person to reenter the game at that pivotal point, you know, to and then have the argument that, look, I spent so much time uh, away from the game when it was very, very important, and I was had the win on Redemption Island, and I'm just as worthy a survivor as uh, anybody. I think that's where they're going with it. Wow, I think that would be cheap, though, because while that would be true for Matt, who actually has made out that long out on Redemption Island, let's say it gets down to, let's say Matt wins and wins and wins and wins, and then mm-hmm. at the very end, Natalie gets voted out. Natalie, who do you okay. even know who Natalie is? No. Which one is she? She won immunity last night. She's one oh, of the two pretty girls. Yes. Can we speak a little bit about Natalie wins. Jeff calls her over. He places the uh, you know the the necklace on her. She puts her hands on her on her little sexy hips and does this little butt shake. Did you see that? Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. And then I found out on my remote. That I am able to not only just pause that, but there's a if I hit pause and then hit the fast forward button ever so slowly, it really just does it in frames. And so oh. I was able to on loop prolong the, the, the butt shake and then the dismount. It was awesome. It was an awesome innovation in pervery. Is that a word? Okay, but anyway, my point is that let's say that Natalie uh gets gets to be the because she's so inconsequential she's the last one mm-hmm. voted out she gets sent to matt who's been triumphing all the way along and she wins that duel matt gets sent home and she goes mm-hmm. back in the game as part of the final three i mean i guess that's she's still worth yeah. being a part of the final three but you know she really got outplayed it's just kind of luck that she ended up being at the well, final i would i would if i was matt first i would blame god <laughs> good worthy and secondly, uh, you know, hey, that's life sometimes. Yeah, I that's guess That's how life so. works. You know, some people get breaks that they don't deserve. Right. I just wonder how it's going to work now with the uh, jury. Like, Ooh, yeah. who who gets voted out and who gets the jury and who stays in the jury and who, you know, it'll be interesting to see. It's a... Yeah. I think it's it's interesting. At least they're mixing it up. They uh, they needed to do something, and I think this is a good road to go down. And uh, I applaud the producers for uh, keeping it innovative. I think it's going to be. I think it's actually going to work out well. I think this extension of Redemption Island is going to is play well in the game. Right, and I also think that it makes it a lot more interesting because other than Boston Rob, who is fascinating, and Philip, who is the guy I love to hate this season, everyone else on he the is show fascinating is- too, though. Oh, yeah. He's fascinating, but I love to hate him. He's sort of the coach. He's kind of the, you know, uh, other than the two of them, the rest of the cast members are dull, dull, dull. And without Redemption Island, you know, they they I wouldn't care about any of these people. You know, I I liked Stephanie. I liked Christina. I liked Francesca. Mm -hmm. Um, They were great, strong personalities. But all everyone else on that Ometepe drive tribe is just deadly dull television. 
Yeah, I'm a, I'm becoming a big fan of of Natalie. That's her name you said, Natalie? Well, yeah, yeah, butt shake Natalie. That's who you like? <laughs> yes. Yes. My god, it's the simple pleasures. Um <laughs> Yeah, so but the show was the show was good. I thought I mean the merge you knew it was coming. It seemed to come earlier than I think they were expecting, which is good to keep the survivors on their toes. Yeah. Rob pulled a great move once again. He really is truly a, an amazing player. You even heard he even got kudos from the uh, the opposing tribe. Yeah, it was genius is what that was. Yeah, it's well done. Yeah. And I, I, I have to say that the most surprising thing of it for me was uh, Hair Shirt playing the um, Hidden Immunity necklace, the Hidden Immunity yeah. idol. I was like, wow, where did that come from? Normally they would play that up during the whole episode. And it just kind of happened. Well, I'm going to play my movie. Like, well, he, where was all that happening behind the scenes that they decided that had to happen? He asked. He asked if he would play it um, if he if it looked like they were going to vote for him. The the you know the Iraq War veteran. Yeah. I forget his name. Right. So it was a, a brief mention. But you know what was mentioned was funny. There was a part where they were all kind of bonding over the Bible. Right. Yes. And and they were like, you know, marveling at the fact that it, it was a lot like, you know, Jesus going off into the desert for 40 days, you know, and the game is about 40 days and how, you know, you know, wow, what a tie in. They were like, well, that's amazing, you know. And then Matt gets sent back to Redemption, Redemption Island. Uh-huh. And he's kind of bummed. He's like, oh, geez. But I'm thinking since he's, you know, a member of the God Squad, this is the – if Jesus – if you want to live your life like Jesus, this is the perfect opportunity to do it. You know, like he's only been gone for two weeks. What's another two weeks? Yeah. Uh, you know, Jesus didn't have a Bible. Jesus, Jesus didn't have a Bible and uh, he did not have a buff, I'm guessing. I know. Come on. Yeah, at least Matt's got a new buff. There's actually, you know how people uh, pick and choose phrases from the Bible or parts of the Bible just to support whatever it is they're doing at that time? Like the whole time honor tradition. Yeah, exactly. Like there's there there is part in you know he was reading Matthew last night. There is a part in Matthew during the Sermon of the Mount. You know the Sermon of the Mount is like the Super Bowl of uh, Jesus's career. You know, like it's it's where uh-huh. everything gets pulled out of. The Beatitudes are there. The Lord's Prayer is there. There's there's a lot of juicy great stuff there in the Sermon. Of Isn't the that Mount. when the Greeks inherit the earth? Yes. <laughs> blessed are the cheesemakers but um <laughs> uh there's a part in the sermon on the mount where and i i don't have the exact quote and maybe somebody can email it to us what do they said at gmail.com but basically uh he's saying you know don't, don't like we've been talking about in this whole show don't walk around and show off that you're religious and and praising do your do your stuff in private and then go out and live your life is basically the core of it. Um, uh-huh. He calls them hypocrites, is the word he uses, hypocrites. Those of you who want to look it up in your concordance in Matthew to find the hypocrites phrase in the Sermon on the Mount, read about that. Nobody ever brings that up. I never hear all the guys who are sitting and showing off that they're praising the Lord bringing up that portion from the Sermon on the Mount as their support as to why they're doing it. Amen, brother. There's your Bible study <laughs> section. I would have to say that uh, probably... Um, God and Kanye West are the two most misquoted uh, people ever on the planet. It's probably up there, yeah. God doesn't have a Twitter account. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so, I mean, Survivor? um, Survivor, good. (laughs) We we like Survivor. All right, so that's good enough for Survivor. What about uh, our other show, the greatest show? Let's get ready! Nice. What did you think? Now, I remember you had a bit of misgivings about this season with the premiere episodes. Has your attitude shifted seeing this second episode this season? Maybe it's best if you kick off the discussion on Make It or Break It, and I'll take my cues from you. Really? Wow, I really enjoyed this last episode of Make It or Break It. Did you? Um, I had a girl. I, I loved the. I loved that it was back to its sort of playfulness. It wasn't quite as heavy-handed as the week before. There was there was what? a lot of. Oh yeah, there was a lot of fun sort of reaction shots. Didn't you catch the sort of reaction shots that were going on? Like Emily and um, 
uh, Payson sitting in the gym where Lauren was going on about how she should be the team captain of The Rock. And they were like, mm-hmm. the, the shots of them reacting were great. And then there was another great reaction shot of um, Ronnie, uh, Kaylee's mom, when Kaylee says, I don't like singing. And she sort of gave this sort of hurt sort of look afterwards. Those are kind of playful and fun moments uh, that I think See, are, are, are maybe... playing up the comedy. Maybe that's where I'm not seeing them as playful and fun because the show has shifted, in my opinion, from being kind of like I always go back to the Degrassi high sort of model because it felt early on like it was meant to be a lot more um, like based in some sort of reality, my so-called life, that kind of vein, you know, where the real issues. And now it just seems like it's just gone completely so i can't tell if if it's tongue firmly in cheek or if you know it's just kind of been totally sensationalized and then so much happens in these people's lives that would really prevent them from being successful at anything let alone uh, olympic gymnastics that I just start questioning the, you know, what the aim of the show is now. Is it purely to entertain? Or is it to entertain and educate? <laughs> I don't see much educating going on there. I mean, there is a, other than, you know, Josie Lauren does these, the actress who plays Kaylee. Uh, her name is Josie Lauren. She does these, her character has been having uh, a battle with the illness of uh, bulimia. Is that what she's got? That's I what guess, that man, eating disorder is know. called? you don't know okay well she's she's starving herself and she's she's not eating to keep her weight down uh and yes um, but you don't think that her treatment of the disease i i I like the way that she's she's treating it because i think she's actually treating it as a as a real person would as opposed to what a tv show character would do there's there there i don't feel that the heavy hand of um of moralizing and teaching going on with Kaylee's bulimia. It's, it, it is sort of matter of fact to me that she, she, she's not treating it seriously. The people at the rehab aren't treating it seriously enough. Uh, when I say not treating it seriously, I mean not in the way that I would see in every any other show handle it, which is like people are sitting and having conversations and being serious about it and talking about the issues and having you know, real heartfelt conversations about it. Kaylee's like, I'm getting out of here because I need to go to Worlds and I'm going to cheat and get out of here. And I'm going to throw stuff around my parents' room and tell my dad that I need to, you know, do a, to train more. And I don't think dad is looking at her like, wow, my daughter's sick. I think he's looking at her like, yeah, I guess she's right. Uh, We should really uh, train some more. You know what I mean? And her mom is like all into herself and her her recording studio and and, uh, Ronnie. You know, I, I like that. It, I, I, you know, it, I like that sort of light. When I say light touch, I don't mean that it's uh, uh, not, you know, a light, you know, as in comedy touch. But I mean, it's not a heavy-handed touch. They're 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 treating it, you know, lightly. I would not want to be friends with any of these girls. Not even Emily. Don't want to be friends with Emily. Maybe, maybe Payson. Um, yeah, I love me some Emily for sure, you know, but like, okay, so really, is is it a good idea to have Damon Damon record the album at Kaylee's house? And I mean, we obviously know where that storyline is going. Really? Where do you think it's going? I think it's going to, uh, Kaylee and, uh, Damon, you know, being flirtatious and that happening next episode and it being completely over by the episode after that. You know what I mean? Like, because the- <laughs> let me tell you, if I'm a betting man, I think uh, Emily's going to get knocked up. Really? You think Emily's getting knocked really? up? Yeah, yeah, I do. Oh, no, that couldn't, oh, that couldn't happen. That would be terrible. Well, it, 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 don't we know, it, it, those that follow the show, don't we know that the, the actress... I believe is pregnant in real life. Yeah, I believe she is. And there was a shot in the episode where uh, it, it looked as if she was showing. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. And they are going to do it. Well, we'll see. We'll see. 
think that would put an entirely new twist on the show. Babies. Yeah, I mean, well, that's a real, that's a heavy real life issue, right? Well, yeah, that's a heavy real life issue, especially when it has to do. I mean, that that completely would change the entire focus and arc of the show. I mean, it, we we really have been following the story of Emily's rise to being the ultimate gymnast. I mean, can she have a baby and be in the world? No. Can she have a baby? Apparently, and be an at this gymnast? gym, you can do anything you want. It's completely lawless and rogue. <laughs> that's true well Payson can be the excellent gymnast that she once was once again did that not excite you to see Payson Keeler back yeah it excites me I mean I was happy for her but again it was like she what kind of coach A and, and I love your comment on the blog www.whatdevaysaid.com Jason wrote a fabulous recap of the episode um, I love your comment about all the assistant coaches walking around in red shirts like they're, they're what are they like blancmanges like <laughs> rolling around they have like they contribute nothing to the you know teaching of the gymnast but i mean really Payson all of a sudden dusts off this move that she hasn't done in months right well, it's she, just there but she's you know she yes and wasn't she taught from uh from Sasha, your boy Sasha, a couple seasons ago, wasn't that his all his whole training for her to picture it and visualize it and do it, do it in her mind first? Wasn't that part of his training? So that's she's bringing yeah. back the Sasha in her, and she's following. Well, I guess it's part of the training, but it also part of the training is to actually do it with like the harnessy thing on you, so you don't re-break your back. Um, I don't know, man. It's just hard. It's just things are moving too fast. Things are coming at me too fast this, this season. Um, I, I felt like things built up more over time and now, and why is that guy always at the Kameko's house, like at random hours? Like, <laughs> yes. what is that all about? <laughs> the guy from the NGO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just waiting. I, mean, there I don't know. There's just too much. There's too much to kind of like, it, if you stop and pause, if you're a thoughtful person like I am, you start to wonder like, what is going on? Like this, none of this makes a, a lick of sense. It's just a bunch of stuff happening and, you know, it's good to have cliffhangers, but there's like more cliffs here than the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Well, I also think that uh, Make It or Break It is always played fast and loose with the timeline, you know, like one one mm. day it's Valentine's Day and then the next week they're doing prom and then the next week after that it's Halloween, you know, and yet... Yeah, yeah. And yet, you know, supposedly months have gone by in between the last episode and the episode we're watching and yet something that a conversation that was had in the last episode is is picked up as if it was happening an hour later in the next day, you know. Mm -hmm. So, or like you mentioned once before the the party that the kids go to that takes place in daytime and an entire date uh that takes place at dinner at night happens mm -hmm. simultaneously. You know, so I, I, yeah. I, I've always been comfortable with the um, kind of world of time that Make It or Break It has. Uh, and, you know, I, I think that's what's happening. You know, the, the fact that uh, in really three episodes, um, Emily has gone from incarceration to probation ankle bracelet to being free to do whatever she wants from the legal system. That's that's taken three episodes, you know. <laughs> Uh, mm -hmm. you know how yeah, much know. time has passed in boulder you know for that to happen you know it always feels like when we join the next episode it's like the next day you know what i mean from yeah, where we the, left off yeah it feels that way but i don't think it is i think it's like a month later or two months later i think that's always what it's supposed to be that's like kaylee is out of rehab now you know again that's a three episode arc. but it doesn't like, sync up with when the world you know, they're talking about the world competitions are a couple months away. And then if you were to believe that sort of timeline, they would have passed worlds like six months ago. Yeah, but I think that's how it always happens. That's always been the way time has worked on Make It or Break It. And I, 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 I'm fine with it. That I, that I, I, as much as I love this show, I, I love it with the I love it for what it is. You know, I think you're trying to make it something yes. else, Rob. You're trying to make it your show. I think it was. No, no I, I, it was something else, Jason. That's mm -hmm. what I'm. That's my point. I think it's always been this. The Maybe it's because you're watching it on a television instead of a computer now. It's changed your uh, your expectations. Of it. 
<laughs> maybe i demand more from my television <laughs> all right well that's very exciting we may have an exciting guest on from make it or break it um in a Ooh, week or two so like we're still working on that and as rob said be you should tune in uh tune in to watch the show every monday night and then check out the recap we post a recap on the blog uh every absolutely i mean i love the show don't get me wrong i complain about things that i love i love gossip girl i complain about it i love Beverly Hills 90210, I complain about it. This show is, is really in that camp. Right. And now I'm realizing that. I was hoping maybe that it was going to be just a little bit of a different thing, but it's really that kind of show, and I should just embrace it. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I think that you love it so much, that's why you, you expect so much of it, that you, that you want so much. You didn't even exactly. talk about um, New Edition Darbs. It's What'd a good you think thing of... I don't have kids. Yeah, it's a good thing. <laughs> what did you think of Darby? Quickly, quickly, what do you think of Darby? Um, Darby's pretty hot. I'll give her points on the hot factor. Um, that whole namaste yoga thing, they really, that whole thing was ripped off from, uh, Beverly Hills 90210 this season. There was a whole thing where that, so I don't know if that was a wink and a nod to Beverly, or if, uh, this idea of namaste is, is something that the youth are embracing. Uh, okay. Good enough. Yes. So, but yeah, but what do you think of her? I, I know you think she's gorgeous. Oh, I think she's gorgeous. Speaking of, if I if I had if I was as pervy as you were, I would uh, have used the pause and forward <laughs> button during her uh, preparation to do the uh, parallel bar routine. Whoa, yes, that was good stuff. Plus, in her uh, her little jammies, her little BF jammies, she's she's very pretty, and I think she's uh, I think she's sort of fun and funny too. I think she's got hitting the right. Yeah, tone. I mean it's it. it, it Again, yeah, she's a very over-the-top character, and I should just embrace the over-the-topness of the characters and uh, expect. I mean, Lauren is the most over-the-top character. Yes, yeah, they are all over the top. Emily's you know. the only. And I love me, Lauren. I, I want to say the Cassie out there. I know you listen. I, I I love you. You the person. Your character. You, maybe it's a tribute to how good an actress you are. Your character is wholly unlikable. <laughs> Moving on. Any. Uh... Any chum for the snark tank this week, Bobby Blue? Yes, sir. Okay, lay it on me. Yes. All right, well, let's step into the uh, snark tank. Ah, yes. The waters rush around you. What is that I see coming my way? I see chum. Well, chum, chum, chum. Want to know what it is? Yes, I do. It's man, it's those people wearing those web-toed shoes. Do you see those in L.A.? Uh, my friend, I have a friend who wears them. Are you talking about the ones that look like feet that they... Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what is it you I dislike do not care how comfortable, how good for your arch these shoes are. They should be banned. And I, something tells me that people are going to look back on the days when they wore the web-toed shoes and they're going to be like, what the fuck was I thinking? Those things are terrible and i see guys walking to work now wearing them with like business slacks on and you know and they're everybody's very self-conscious wearing them notice this when you see them jason that the people are they know that they look ridiculous so they're very self-conscious about it you can see it in their eyes it just it's, it's a smell you pick up well you know my friend who wears them uh he says they're great he really likes them but what he's he says that the thing that he most- has to say that jason the thing that's most annoying to him about them is that there's five, you know, little areas for your toes to go into. So you get the five mm-hmm. toes. And he says it, it, it's really uncomfortable because the, the his little toe really wants to hang out with the toe right next to it, the ring toe, I guess you could call it. Uh-huh. So to separate okay. those two toes into two separate segments uh, is really something that's 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 irritating. And that takes a lot of getting used to. And I can I can understand that. I would want four if I were to wear these things you hate so much and walk in my business to work in San Francisco. I would want a a, a single section for my two smallest toes. Uh, I wouldn't want them separated. That to me just illustrates how ridiculous these shoes are. <laughs> okay. That you have to get used to the uncomfortableness of having your toes separated so that you can be in the most comfortable footwear on apparently planet Earth. Because it's, you know, it's, hey, man, it's just like we're meant to be. Humans were meant to walk barefoot, you know? Shoes fuck us up. You know what? 
I like a, I like shoes. I love shoes. I'm a shoe whore. I'm a shoe. Uh, what's it? Uh, what the, those people are fetishists. I love shoes. I have a bunch of them. This is just ridiculous. It's 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 like, you know, it's like you might as well walk around with a shirt that says I'm a vegan. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's all tied in, man. Be, yeah, it's exactly. all tied in. It, exactly. It ties into the Sermon on the Mount. The other thing about that is that, uh, you know, this is how we're supposed to be. Pavement and asphalt didn't exist. So the the fact that you wear shoes isn't the way you're meant to be, you know. You wear shoes yeah. so that, you know, you can walk on pavement. You, you do one thing to do the other. So I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm kind of interested in trying them to see how it works. I don't think I would be all that comfortable with them. You know, I, I like wearing clothes and shirts and hats and shoes. I like shoes. I don't know. It makes me want to bring back as much as I hate the, the bros and the bro flops. Um, I would rather deal with that than a bunch of guys walking around with these man from Atlantis web fucking <laughs> plastic feet things. Nice. Not feeling it. That's my chum. All right. Very good. I've got to start moving things along here because now it's five o'clock in the afternoon in my head. Um, can you? <laughs> what? Do you, what's going on with you? What do you got going on this weekend? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you quickly, and then I'm gonna ask you <laughs> this time for a change. <laughs> okay. Thanks. <laughs> um, actually, tonight is a big night. I am interviewing Caitlin Rose. I fought very hard to get this interview, so I'm gonna go see her in San Francisco at Cafe du Nord. Those of you listening in the Bay Area, I suggest you do the same thing. <clears throat> and as fate would have it, I'm on two guest lists tonight. So I'm going to go see Caitlin Rose, interview her, watch her set, uh, great singer, then run, uh, oh God, about a quarter mile down, down the street and go see a band from Sweden called The Sounds that are playing a sold out show of which I'm on the guest list for and take some good pictures of that, write about it all, put it up on the blog and uh, Hallie's going with me tonight, which will be fun. And so, yeah, we're going to go see some music, go figure. And then uh, the rest of the weekend is meant to be kind of mellow. And Sunday we're seeing a great band from Texas called Band of Heathens at Slim's. So if you want to see Robert Bob Duvet, you'll find me at Caitlin Rose, The Sounds, and Band of Heathens this week. All right. Personal appearances announced. Very exciting. <laughs> exactly. You, Jason. Jason, more importantly, what do you have going on this weekend? Well, I'm assisting teaching and acting class on Sunday, uh, so that's happening. And I've got, uh, I'm helping, I was participant in a video shoot uh, back in December, way back in December, and uh, uh -huh. finally getting around to editing the video. Uh, so I'll be doing that most of nice. Friday and Saturday. Uh, the band that we worked with... Um, has uh, sent us an email to announce that the website's going to be up in like a month, and they're hoping, and, or the CDs, hopefully, going to be released in a month. So they want the video to be ready to go along with it. Mm. So uh, no more dilly dallying. If if the video and the equipment were in my possession, it probably would have been done, or at least mostly done by now. I, but it's, I can guarantee it would have been. Yeah, but it's been out of my hands. And I, I talked to my co-editor last night, and I was like, "Well, I'm waiting for you," and he's like, "You're waiting for me." Like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, you have all the stuff. What am I supposed to do? Call you and say, hey, can I come over? You know, I mean, I guess I could have done that. But mm -hmm. so I'll be doing a lot of that. Yeah. And then I got a birthday next week. That's coming up for me. What? Yeah. Next Wednesday, a week from uh, yesterday is my birthday. It's on my calendar. Yeah. I see it. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, so normally I, I'm well prepared. I've uh, sent out an email. I've gotten people together, and I've been going out to dinner uh, at this at this steakhouse uh, every year as kind of a tradition. And then last year I did a big uh -huh. blowout where we did karaoke. Uh, and this year I just haven't, um, you know, if I were going to do something, it would be this weekend, which uh, it's too late to do that. And then next weekend's after my birthday, you know, so I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I just kind of. I think that's fine. That's acceptable. After my birthday? Yeah, yeah. I'm doing something for my friend Erin. Uh, her birthday fell midweek, and we're, we're getting together this Saturday to celebrate her birthday. So I think that's completely okay. I just don't want to – I just don't have the energy to organize and email people and get it all together. I just want someone to do something for me. It's my birthday. But, but like my friend Ildi once said, if I don't do it myself, it ain't happening. 
and I, I'll sit around feeling it, it, that's that is a true story man that's a true story and honestly if you want somebody else to do it for you you're not going to be pleased because it's not going to be done right yeah it's going to end up like my bachelor party what whoa did I go what? there your bachelor party sucked man <laughs> and that was no fault that was no fault of mine it was all we know whose fault it was <laughs> Okay. I had much better ideas and plans in mind, and it got trumped by a... Yeah, that's for another day, Jason. All right, enough. That'll be some snark tank for, uh, yeah, for 17 years ago. In the meantime... Absolutely. Uh, in the meantime, thanks, Rob, for putting up with my uh, agita this morning. And no worries. I'm a little worried. Uh, and uh, enough. Thanks. Goodbye, everyone. See you all next week. Goodbye, listeners. We love you. As I hop away, my kangaroo. Right in the pouch of the red kangaroo. Okay, bye. Bye, Jace. You can travel by boat. You can travel by train. You can walk if you like. You can soak in the rain. But the best way to travel is smart thing to do. Is to ride in the pouch of a red kangaroo. Is to ride in the pouch of a red kangaroo.